BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey guys, welcome back to We Met at Acme and happy Father's Day to those who celebrate or just celebrate father figures in their lives. To those who lost their fathers, I am thinking about you today and sending all the love. Um, Today is a crazy episode. It is pretty insane. I had to push back other episodes because I needed to get this one out ASAP, like strike while the iron's hot, you know, because I got a ton of DMs last week of this story that Nellie had posted on her Instagram, basically saying that all men cheat for the most part. And I was pretty taken aback and all of like a lot of you were in my DMs being like, you need to discuss this. You need to discuss this. What do you think? Do you think this is true? Obviously, I don't because like if all men cheat, then we should just like give up and go home. But I wanted to give Nellie the platform to explain her perspective on it. And I have to tell you, she stood her ground. Like she came in here with the facts and she was ready to to talk about her perspective and to defend it. And so I didn't do that much talking because I really wanted to hear what she had to say. I kind of just let her drop the mic. And now I'm really interested what you guys think. So please DM me. Also, um, if you're a listener, a new listener, feel free to rate and review the podcast. I realize that I never ask people to review the podcast. But if you're enjoying it, please review it. And if you're not enjoying it, please don't review it because my mental health suffers from these really, really mean words that people write. I mean, if you if you have some feedback on it, definitely DM me because I want to talk, obviously. But writing mean things on a public platform, not the vibe, you know? Like, I don't go into your work and write mean things about you. Anyway, um... I am going to talk about a few things and then we're going to get right into Nelly. So last weekend, I went to my husband's business school reunion. And then um, we went to a wedding in Maine. It was so much fun. I had quite the journey that Sunday because I had another wedding, which I'm going to tell you about. But it was really funny. So my, my husband went to HBS. He went to Harvard Business School and I realized like I never talked about that before because somebody like a few of you DM me and you were like, oh my God, Steven went to Harvard. Like you never mentioned that. I don't know why. Probably because he doesn't want me to mention that. So sorry, sweetie. But yeah, 
he went to Harvard Business School, which was like, you know, I always talk about how when I first met Stephen, he was like amazing on paper. And I was like, but I was still not convinced because I wanted to know how his personality was. And so that's what I mean by amazing on paper. And what's so funny about these, this like business school reunion, I had obviously, I'd never seen the Harvard Business School campus. It's absolutely beautiful. And I kept joking because like not like most of the wives of his friends did not go, but I went because we were going to this wedding after, but also because... I got to, you know, line up my second husband. You know what I mean? Like these guys are, this is where you meet a man at the HBS reunion, ladies. I'm telling you, show up. They don't even check to see if you're wearing a necklace that you go anywhere. Just show up to this reunion and be like, hey. And then if they're like, oh, I don't remember you. What section or were you in? Just say J or B or C or D. Doesn't matter. And just get in there, you know, start having conversations because that is the place to meet, I'm telling you. Um, But the wedding was beautiful. We went to a wedding in Maine after and it was absolutely lovely. We go to like most of the weddings that we go to are Jewish weddings because we're Jewish and a lot of our friends are Jewish. But this was a non-Jewish couple. So the wedding was in a church and I'd never been to a wedding in a church before. It was amazing. And so funny, but I, so I have a friend who we are at a lot of the same weddings because both of our husbands went to HBS together and she's awesome. I love her. And I'm always joking with her about how she dresses like conservatively for weddings. And I dress like slutty for weddings, not slutty, but like I'll wear, you know, like a cutout dress sometimes. And for this wedding in particular, I decided to wear a more conservative look. And her and I were talking and she was like, you're and like, you know, we got to the church and her and I were talking in the church and she's like, you're conservative today. And I was like, I know. And I don't know why this line came out of my mouth, but I said to her, I'm like, I'm like a non whore in church. And I turned to my right and the priest is literally right there. And he is horrified. It was like his hand was in his hands. His face was in his hands and everyone was cracking up. And then obviously we were telling that story all night. And then Sunday I had to leave Maine at like the crack of dawn after being at this wedding till 2am. I had to wake up at like 7am and get a flight because I had another wedding in Riverhead, New York at this beautiful place. And it was my best family friend's wedding. And Stephen stayed in Maine to kind of like represent us at the wedding brunch. And so I basically here, here was my plan. Okay. I was going to fly back, land at JFK. My car was in Quag, which is where Stephen's parents' house is. It was like in their driveway. And I land at JFK and I'm hoping to catch the Jitney to Quag from JFK. So I land. So my first of all, my flight, I thought I was going to miss my flight. The Uber, you can't really get Ubers in this like place that we're in, in Maine. And so I had ordered an Uber ahead of time, which apparently you can do. But then when I woke up, it was 36 minutes late, which meant I would miss my flight. But I was like, you know what? I have no other option. Took the Uber anyway. The flight was delayed. Thank God. Made the flight. Landed. And had booked this jitney and ha- it was like 12 when I landed and the jitney was at 1225. And it was 20 minutes away from the airport. And I was like, there's no way I'm going to make it. But somehow got an Uber, 
got to the Jitney, got on the Jitney. Then the Jitney changed buses to a different bus. I'm on a different bus. Then we finally get to Quag. We arrive and it's pouring rain. And my, my intention was to walk from the bus to Stephen's parents' house because it's not that far. It's like a little under a mile, maybe less. And it was pouring rain. So I couldn't do that. And so the bus arrives and a really sweet girl comes up to me and she's like, I just want to let you know, like my friends and I are fans. We love the polls. And I was like, thanks. Can I actually get a ride? Like I literally asked this girl who I don't know, who thinks I'm insane, who hopefully hears this and laughs and is like, yeah, this bitch is insane. Asked her for a ride in her dad's car. They gave me a ride. They were so sweet saved the day. Then I had to drive from Quag to my parents' house, then from my parents' house to Riverhead, then from Riverhead to New York, all in one day. But I did it. And I was so happy that I did it. And I was somehow in bed and asleep by 1230. So that was a miracle. Um, I'm going to talk a little bit about my going off birth control update and my hormonal acne. So I went off birth control at the end of February. I am, you know, now going through, and I'm going to talk a lot more about my going off birth control journey because there's a lot to be said. But again, I'm saving that for like an entire episode. But at first, like nothing happened really to my body, except I was like less hungry. That went away now. Now I'm more hungry. And a lot of people had told me like, your skin's going to be affected by this. And I was like, oh, I don't think so. Like, for the most part, my skin is good, you know? And as of the past few weeks, my skin has been out of control. I'm getting pimples in places. I never had pimples, like on my neck even. It's insane. And I just don't know what's going on. Like all I can do is like get facials, try not to like over-index on the products, but it's been rough. I hope that it's going to clear, but that's what I've been, that's what I've been going through. And it's crazy. Um, did you and Steven have an in the woods phase? We did have an in the woods phase. I mean, everyone does before they get into a relationship, but I would say ours wasn't that long. We, our first date was January 18th. I would say he made it official. I think it was like March 16th. So January, February, February to March. Yeah. I was like two months and he did it. There was like a moment where there were definitely times where I was like, is this going to go into the being official or not? And that's why I was like continuing to date other people. And then by the time he asked me, we were already in lockdown. So it was funny because when the world was starting to end, I think it was like, I don't know when the date was like February 13th or something, 2020 everyone was like leaving and going to like their parents, wherever their parents were. And we weren't official, but we still wanted to like hang out with each other. So we had to figure out like what to do. So we were both like, oh, well, maybe like we won't go home, like blah, blah, blah. And then we ended up quarantining together. But we were quarantined together before we were official, which is the craziest thing. I don't know looking back if I would have done that, but I didn't really have a choice. It was like unprecedented times. And then I would say like, three nights into us being quarantined together, he asked me to be his girlfriend and it was like really cute. And we did like a whole dance. 
but we definitely had an in the woods phase. Okay, I'm going to try to wrap this up because I really, really want you to hear Nelly um, dating someone with herpes. So I did, I dated someone with mouth herpes. I am definitely saying that wrong. There's definitely a better term for that, but not genital herpes. And he had gotten it from his mom at birth. Well, according to his story. And whenever he had a flare, we just didn't kiss. It was like a very easy scenario. And he told me up front and I was like, okay, cool. And that was it. It wasn't that scary. So date people with herpes, just be careful about it. Your hair journey. I took my extensions out and feel very self-conscious. So I took my, I tried taking my extensions out and I felt so self-conscious too. So I put them back in. And the reality is like, do whatever makes you happy. Like there are moments where I don't have extensions in and I'm actually fine with my hair the way it is. I just like to put it up more or like whatever. But for me, especially where I'm at in life, going to like a ton of events, I feel the need to have like a fuller head of hair. And that's what my extensions do for me. They give me fullness, not length necessarily. And so I never even realized that they were an option until like a few years ago when I complimented someone on their hair and they were like, thanks, it's extensions. And I was like, oh, that's amazing. So I do these tape and extensions and I change them like every three months and they're amazing. I highly recommend. I go to Eddie Plish Tea in the city, but you can go really wherever. The tape-ins to me are the best. They also have like braid-in extensions, but I don't like those personally. I used to have thick hair when I was younger and then I swear my life, I got a one bad haircut and it never grew back and it, like it thinned ever since. So that's my story. And I just, I love having extensions because it makes me feel confident. And it doesn't, to me, feel like a superficial thing. It's just like, you know, it's the hair on our heads. And like, if it's important to you to have thick hair, then do it. To me, it's not the same thing as like having eyelash extensions, which by the way, you can totally do too. But this is more of like a bare necessity And it just, it makes me feel better and there's nothing wrong with it. And nobody knows, literally nobody knows. So, I mean, now everybody knows, but anyway, I'm really excited for you to hear Nelly. I had an amazing time last week, but there was definitely one thing missing and it was the athletic greens that I take every day because I forgot them at home and it was really tragic. I felt like I was less regular you know, it's hard when you travel because you're eating all your meals out and you're just not getting the same nutrients that you are when you're fueling your body and, you know, eating at home. And And we're going to talk about the travel packs, which I should always be bringing with me. But I started taking Athletic Greens because I didn't have time to eat the greens that I wanted to. In an ideal world, I would sit and I would make every meal that I ever consume, but I don't have the time. And most people don't. I mean, especially if you're going to the office now or if you travel a lot, it's hard. And we need, we need everything it has, you know? We need the 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole foods, sourced superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens that Athletic Greens has. And it helps you sleep and it helps you recover better if you're a workout person like I am. So Athletic Greens, because we're working with them and they're awesome and they want to just hook you up, is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D, which we 
absolutely need, especially if we're someone that doesn't like to go in the sun. But even then, it's not enough vitamin D. And five free travel packs with your first purchase. So you don't have to end up like me and not have Athletic Greens with you the next time you travel. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash Acme. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash Acme to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. If you don't already know, our website features tons of therapists from different cities and places around the world that you can find and you can set up appointments with. And I would not be able to do that without Squarespace. In fact, I have no idea how to do a website at all without Squarespace. I really, I don't. If you haven't heard of Squarespace, it is the most incredible tool to make a website. But not only to make a website, you can connect your social media account, you can schedule appointments, you can handle e-commerce, have a mailing list, work on SEO tools, analytics, all of the most amazing things. You can start a blog, an email campaign, get donations for your favorite charity. Squarespace has everything that you could ever dream of. It's really, really amazing. And for me, it's just so easy to use because it has templates. Like I'm not designer savvy, but Squarespace gives me all these templates to make me look like I'm designer savvy. Go to my website if you don't believe me and see how interesting and cool we made it thanks to Squarespace. If you haven't used Squarespace before or if you want to get started, then you can go to squarespace.com slash Acme and you can do a free trial. And then when you're ready to launch, you can use the code Acme to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. So definitely check it out if you're a website curious or if you don't even have something to represent yourself, which you absolutely should, no matter what industry you're in, you should have a website that says like lindsaymetzlar.com or whatever your name is. So go to squarespace.com slash Acme, do the free trial, check it out. And when you're ready to launch, use code Acme to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Have you been looking for a place to talk all things parenting? And I'm not talking about who makes the best stroller, but the really important stuff like how to be a better and more connected parent or how to raise children with empathy. Well, you are in the right place, folks. My name is Brandy Jordan, and I am a doula and parenting expert. And this is my show, Dear Doula. I will be giving you practical and impactful tips to parent with more joy, more calm, and more ease. I will also be talking to parents and experts who will be helping us to reimagine what it looks like to nurture ourselves and parents in more gentle and mindful ways. I am so excited to be in community with all of you. Can't wait to hear from you. Hey guys, welcome back to We Met at Acme. I'm so excited to be here with dating coach, TikTok star, et cetera, et cetera, Ask Nelly. Hi. Hi. So awesome to be on your podcast, Lindsay. So happy to have you on. I, I don't even know if I had a choice in the matter because my followers were in my DMs being like, you must have... Nelly on your podcast, you need to talk about everything that she's talking about because we need answers. And so I guess that's how we got here. That makes me kind of nervous. <laughs> I'm not surprised. <laughs> yeah, I can no. be a little controversial sometimes, but um, but I do think it's it's important to have conversations about things that, you know, I think a lot of people 
innately want to talk about, but are just kind of shy. So I'm excited to to be here and, and get to chat with uh, with you about some of that stuff. I love it. I'm so excited. Um, so before we get into all of that, Nellie, how old are you and where are you from? I'm 26, going on 27. I know you always ask about zodiac signs. Yes. Listen to a few of your podcasts now. I'm a Leo. So birthday's coming up. And I'm based in Miami, but I'm from Toronto. Love it. I can see, like, I can, I'm picking up a little bit of Canadian in your accent. So, (laughs) no, in the best way. I love Canadians and um, I also love Miami and I also love Leos. So, we're, we're off to a good start. And Nellie, what is your current relationship status? Single as a Pringle. Okay. And when you like, what made you kind of decide to go into the world of dating advice and dating coaching and confidence coaching? It was actually a total accident, but randomly it was full circle. So I'll kind of give you the little spiel. A um, couple of years ago in the infancy of COVID. I was working a corporate job, went home for 4th of July weekend to Canada. My sister was going through some issues with, I guess, a now looking back, kind of a fuck boy. And I really wanted to like make a TikTok dance with her. That was kind of, you know, the thing to do. I mean, I guess it still is the thing to do, but it was really during COVID a, a popular, I guess, thing. And she refused. So um, we were just kind of chatting in the car about this guy. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to film a TikTok. And I whipped out my phone and I just did three things if a guy goes you um, or something along those lines. And to my surprise, it popped off. It didn't go viral, but it got it garnered uh, over 50,000 views. And people started to comment, what would you do in this situation or that situation? And I kind of just thought, oh, this is fun. Let me see how far I can take this. It was my little, my little hobby and just kind of a secret that I had with myself. No one knew about it. None of my friends. And I just continued to do that every day. I got really into it. And Fast forward, I ended up a year later quitting my corporate job because I just kind of fell in love with the community I was creating online. And I recognized that there might be a way for me to monetize that so I could support myself. And I just really felt passionate about the topics that I was speaking about, um, which is, you know, kind of the best, I think the best type of career um, to have is one that you're passionate about. So fast forward from that, I ended up uh, launching a dating course. I also have clients all around the world who I coach one-on-one. And it's been an interesting journey. Um, and the reason I said it kind of was full circle is I truly believe in the power of manifestation. I am a very spiritual person. I know not everyone is, but uh, several years ago, I was looking at the, I was always like writing notes in my phone one of those people and who's like, I'll just like have an idea. I'll write it down and I'll never look at it again. So I looked at my old phone from like four years ago and I was scrolling through the notes and it said something along the lines of, I want to be a dating coach. I don't know where I got that from. This was far before TikTok. And so that's kind of how, I guess that's been my, my windy road here. But yeah. I love that. I love that so much. And what is your like, personal dating history. I know you said you're single now, but were you like in a long relationship in the past? Or are you kind of like that single friend that everyone goes to for advice because like your advice is amazing, but don't necessarily take your own advice type of thing, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've dated a lot of different types of people. I've 
been on all the dating apps. I've been in a lot of long distance relationships. That's kind of the trap I typically fall into just because it's convenient until it becomes inconvenient. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I've done a lot of the casual relationships, situationships. So I feel like I've seen a lot, especially for being 26. I've dated a lot of people and that's provided me with a lot of perspective. But to your point, yeah, I've always kind of been the friend. I also have three sisters and I'm the oldest. So, and two brothers, but I've, you know, kind of big sister hat is always on. So, uh, so yeah, that's a little bit of, I guess, how I fell into this and, it's not that I'm closed off to a relationship, but I've kind of been single by choice um, in the past specifically seven, eight months, mostly because in order for me to just kind of have my focus on my business. And I also just wrapped up my master's degree while I was uh, so in the midst of quitting my corporate job, launching my course and all that. I also got a master's and I also did an online program. So I've kind of had to compartmentalize a lot of where my attention and efforts go. And I kind of figured that I can always find a boyfriend, but this other stuff, you know, time is ticking. So, yeah. I love that. I love that. And so I'm, I guess I'm just going to get to the point here. Um, the reason, like, you know, one of the reasons that I wanted you to come on here, there's tons of reasons, but the, the main reason was because of an opinion that you shared that I don't know if it went viral, but it definitely got a lot of people's attention. Cause I don't know if you put it on, did you put it on TikTok too, or just Instagram? I didn't, it was just on Instagram, but I, I might okay. TikTok. Yeah. So I mean, I think you have to at this point, but I don't know how it came to be. Maybe it wasn't ask me anything and then it, and then it turned mm-hmm. into this. Is that what what happened? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I might've come in late, a little bit late to the game, but where I came in, aka like when I clicked your story because Mm -hmm. people were in my DMs being like, you need to talk about this and give me your opinion on this. So I had screenshotted, you had said my opinion on cheating part one. So actually Mm -hmm. let me back up. So basically, and I don't want to put words in your mouth, so I would love for you to articulate it. But your theory is that all men, for the most part, except for the exceptions that I'm sure you're going to discuss, cheat or could would cheat if given the opportunity, correct? So it not exactly just because there's a little verbiage caveat. Okay. Um, my argument is that most men are only as faithful as their options. And it's better to focus on the rule than the exception. And specifically when it comes to high value men, which I think we should define, they're going to have a lot of options. Unfortunately, these are the most quote unquote desirable men um, to women. Because if you ask women what type of man, and again, I coach a lot of women. I also coach a lot of men. And so the underlying wish list always kind of comes back with women to, I'm looking for a high value man. And I can definitely chat through a little bit more with you about like what types of women follow me and, and the types of women I'm speaking to, because not all women are obviously looking for the same thing. But when it comes to high value men who have options, I do think that their biology favors spreading their seed. And it's not always, it's not always as dramatic as I think a lot of women want to bucket it as like not all infidelity is created equal. Not all of cheating is created equal. Right. So in my post, I do kind of distinguish 
and this was broadly, I should have probably narrowed it down more, but it was like, there's cheating and there's fucking, and they're not always the same. Like they do intersect, but having an emotional affair where you're actually providing resources for another woman, as in you're courting your receptionist as an example, right? That's the quintessential, you got the CEO and he's sleeping with the receptionist. Sleeping with someone one time is not the same as sleeping with someone repeatedly and also lavishing them with gifts and, you know, having an emotional affair. And I'm not saying that everyone should give cheating a hall pass. I'm just making a distinction between the types of cheating. And I'm saying that most men who have options are going to exercise their options after a certain point, right? And typically, actually, statistically, most men, so 20% of men who are married, according to uh, the Institute of Family Studies, cheat, whereas 13% of women who are married do. I actually think that's a low number because probably people are not coming clean. You know, it's not really something that you want to just confess. It's probably higher, but it usually happens past 20 years in a, in a marriage. And if you think about where society's going now, a lot of people aren't even getting married at the same rate that they were back then. So that's just married couples. There's also just, you know, cheating statistics um, around relationships. But anyways, that was my little caveat. No, I, I love that. And I love the stats. And it's so funny. I, I never think that the female stats are true because I just think that women get away with it so much, so much more, mm-hmm. um, which is a whole other discussion. Mm-hmm. But I want to talk about what a high value man is. But before I do that, I'm just going to read kind of what you wrote mm-hmm. so that people listening can be like, well, why were you interested, like so interested in this? And why was it controversial? Because the way that you explained it just now, it doesn't sound that controversial. It does a little bit because. I want to talk about, I mean, fucking is cheating in my opinion, but you had said cheating and fucking are different. Excuse my language, but I don't know how else to put it. Cheating is using your resources on another woman, for example, courting her, spoiling her. And the latter is just the physical act of sex. And sex for men is like exercise. Whereas for women, it's different and emotional. So we apply the same logic to men and assume that sex for men is more than what it is for them too. It's not. Yes, there are exceptions and I'm speaking broadly, but the sooner you understand how men think and act and stop trying to control them, the happier and more in control you will be. I truly believe this. Mm. Monogamy in the sexual sense is basically a social construct for men. Most men cheat, quote unquote, in the sense that they will fuck other women no matter if they're in a... a relationship or not. It's biological. No other male animal on the earth is monogamous. It's just against their nature. I know it sucks this, it sucks to accept, but especially if you're in a relationship with a high value man, expect him to fuck other women. If he's loyal to you, as in giving you his resources and making you the priority though, and being responsible, no kids, STDs, etc. I'm assuming you mean no kids with the other woman. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of think it's best to turn the other cheek. Mm-hmm. Examples of men who are not responsible, responsible sexually, Magic Johnson, Tiger Woods, Tristan Thompson, Arnold Schwarzenegger, etc. So then you you wrote, okay, Nellie, but what if I don't want my man to cheat? Well, you have a few options. The first is don't date a high value man. You said go for blue collar who have less options, but it's not a guarantee. Two, maintain yourself physically, but also not a guarantee. Three, don't date men. You will be lonely though. I'm assuming if you're, if you date men. Um, and four, accept it and have a hot pool boy you fuck while he's working. My personal favorite option. 
And five, date men of faith, aka those who stay virgins until marriage. Also not a guarantee. And then this is the last, um, the last part that I'm reading. And then we'll get right into it. You said there are always exceptions, but it doesn't do anything to point them out because it's not the majority. You might be young and reading this, but trust me, once men get older, wealthier, and more distinguished, they become more in demand. Uh, like I said, you can fight nature or you can learn to work with it to your advantage. In my opinion, it's better to be aware and in control than naive and leave a man who cheats only to be on your own and struggling. Beyonce, Hillary Clinton, and Cookie Johnson all stayed because they understood this. Women who leave high-value cheaters usually end up with less, while the men who cheated can move on fast. If you don't believe me, look at Lisa Hodge. Stein and Ivana Trump. It only works when women leave low value men who do this. It's not fair, but that's life. Okay. Um, I know a lot, a lot to take in there. First, let's define a high value man. Just the Mm -hmm. definition. Tell me. So high value man is someone who has means as in they are earning over six figures a year consistently. So this is not just a one-time thing. It's five plus years consistently earning six figures and up. It's also uh, someone who has influence, someone who has power. And that could be, you know, I used to work in a corporate, I've worked at a couple corporations, but both with mostly men. I was usually like the only girl. So I kind of was a fly on the wall. I'm talking to anyone who could be like an executive. It could be even you know, just anyone who's really any man who's earning over six figures and is is influential in his community and dominant. So that's a high value man. And I got a lot of messages from women who, I guess, wanted to kind of argue that that was not the definition when it, it is. I mean, if you look up on mm-hmm. Google, that is the definition. High and other men will will attest to that. There were a lot of women who DM me and said. A high value man is just a man who is kind and chivalrous. No, it's not. That is a man. And I'm not saying you should date a high value man. I don't believe that every, you know, date who you want to date. But if mm-hmm. you are looking for someone who is, has means, has status, again, doesn't have to be a millionaire. You could be making hundred grand a year consistently. Um, right. Then that's the definition. You know, there's something and there's a place we could talk about, you know, someone who isn't doing that. And then, you know, there's value in those men as well, but high value, it doesn't mean they're better or worse. It's just the definition. Mm-hmm. I've never craved cooking at home more in my life. All I do is run around. And when I go to these weddings, there's so much freaking food. Like it's amazing, but it's like there's food for cocktail hour and that's like a whole dinner in itself. And then there's food for the wedding itself. And then there's food for dessert. And then there's food for the after party. And it just never ends. And I can't not eat the food because it's delicious and it's free. But when I'm home, I want to cook. I really do. And Hungry Root is the easiest way to get fresh, high quality food delivered to your door. They have healthy groceries and simple recipes all in one place. In fact, all you do is take a really fun short quiz on their website by going to hungryroot.com slash Acme. And you tell them about yourself. Are you gluten-free? What's your goal here? Do you want to cook more? Do you want to you know, lose weight? Do you want to gain weight? Whatever it is. 
And then they recommend groceries that they think that you'll love. You can take their suggestions or you can choose what you want from their fresh produce, high quality meat and seafood and pantry staples and all of the snacks and sweets that you'll ever need. Hungry Root offers all the best stuff and you spend way less time shopping and cooking and more time enjoying healthy food that you actually will love. It's crazy how much we spend on groceries every week. And Hungry Root actually asks you how much you spend on groceries and how much you would like to spend. So it's really tailored for you, which is really, really just a delight. You never have to think about what's for dinner, breakfast, or lunch again. Right now, Hungry Root is offering We Met at Acme listeners 30% off their first delivery and a free gift with every delivery. Because who wouldn't want a free gift? Just go to HungryRoot.com slash Acme to get 30% off your first delivery and choose your free gift. That's HungryRoot.com slash Acme. And don't forget to use that link so that they know that we sent you. We've got two amazing events coming up and more, but two are the only ones that we've announced. And that's Austin, November 10th. And we have a mixer coming up June 29th. So make sure you get your tickets. You can DM me if you're looking for links or check my link in bio. Don't forget. And speaking of these events, I wouldn't be able to make a flyer for these events without Issue. Issue is an all-in-one platform to create and distribute beautiful digital content from marketing materials to magazines to catalogs, portfolios, and more. There's no need for endless scrolling through PDFs. Issue features your creatives in an easy-to-view way on every device. Every device. They also work seamlessly with tools that you already use like Canva, Dropbox, and InDesign. If you are a creator, a marketer, or designer, someone who's new to the newsletter world, whatever it is that you are currently working on, you can start using Issue for free. You can also use the premium features for 50% off. So definitely check out this offer Issue has supported the podcast and we want to support Issue. You can get started with Issue today. It's I-S-S-U-U is the spelling. You can start for free or if you sign up for an annual premium account, you can get 50% off when you go to issue.com slash podcast and use our promo code ACME. That's I-S-S-U-U.com slash podcast and use promo code ACME at checkout for your free account or 50% off your annual premium account. That's issue.com slash podcast with promo code ACME. When you say turn the other cheek, mm-hmm. um, do you basically mean if you're dating someone that you consider to be a high value man, you need to let them, che- like you have to let them cheat on you in order to to get them? No. Oh my gosh. Like no. Keep them rather, you know? No, I, I should have probably been a little more explicit. Um, I'm more referring to women who are married with children and their husband maybe goes, on a boy's trip, sees a girl on a beach, all his friends are, you know, sleeping. He, you know, has a few drinks, shags a girl and they never talk or see each other again. Right. And it's like, my personal opinion, I don't think people should break up families because a guy slept with one woman who he didn't really know. I just think turn Mm -hmm. the other, you know? Um, And what happens is, and again, it's, 
this is why I also made reference to celebrity culture, because I think a lot of women look at celebrities, look at, you know, these um, female icons for a point of reference when the reality is their reality is not necessarily your reality, right? If you're looking at a woman who has millions of dollars and options and, you know, um, she can walk away and her life isn't going to change compared to a woman. And I do have a lot of, you know, single divorce moms who follow me, for example, I coach a lot of um, women within that demographic as well. It is more difficult to basically start over when you're on your own just over that thing. And I'm not saying that people should do that. I'm just saying my opinion is your options are going to be probably better if you have two incomes instead of one. Um, and I'm talking also about women who, let's say, are single divorce, you know, single moms, haven't been in the workforce for 15, 20 years, right? Husband goes on a business trip, sleeps with a girl, how do you get back into the workforce after 15, 20 years? I'm not saying it can't be done. I'm just saying it's a lot harder. Whereas for a man, it's not, right? If he's been working for the entirety of your relationship while you've been raising your kids, he's going to be just fine. I'm not saying mm-hmm. that men don't have to deal with divorce. And you know, there's a ton of... We could unpack all the stuff around alimony and um, spousal support. You know, There's a lot of... Is it, we're talking about the tip of the iceberg. But... For men, you know, who, again, have been providing for their family, assuming the woman hasn't and she's been, let's say, a stay-at-home mom, it's going to be difficult. I'm not necessarily referring Mm -hmm. to you're dating a guy, you're both in, you know, your prime years, you're working, he's working, he goes on a boy's trip. I mean, I'm not saying that that same logic can't be applied, right? But it is a little bit more situational. What if you're both working, you know, after being married 20 years and have kids? Um. And you're both like bringing in the same, like you're a power couple, you know, and the guy cheats. I don't know if I have seen a lot of these quote unquote power couples, to be honest with you. You know, if you're both working, you could certainly walk away, but it is harder. And I'm not saying it's impossible, but it is harder for women as they get older. A lot of women are not going to like this message. And again, I know a lot of women who are older and they're successful and they are killing it. But it's harder for women at a certain age in their life to put themselves out there that way than it is for men. Because whether we accept it or not, and this is why I always say men and women are not equal, they're different. You know, men become more desirable as they age, right? Women, so this is not my personal belief. I wish it was different, right? But the way society functions, it does not, it favors women who are younger and it favors men who are older. And we can, say that we don't like that all day long and I wish it was different, but hasn't changed and it's not changing. It's so interesting because I, like your explanation of a high value man mm-hmm. and my explanation of a high value man are a little bit different. Like I, I don't think that a man is a high value man if he can't be loyal. Like I actually think that that's a quality of a high value man. And like all of the men, like, for example, like my dad and my husband's dad and, you know, all my friends' dads and whatnot, like Mm -hmm. they're, a lot of them are very successful Mm -hmm. and they're, you know, technically high value men. But 
the second that like, let's say a friend of mine's dad cheats or like cheats publicly or like has, you know, like another family, whatever it is, their value depletes. Like they're, everyone like looks at this person as like a piece of shit. Let's break and, that down. Yeah. Let's break that down. Cause you use the word loyalty and I did make it, point in my post to talk about the the role of responsibility, right? So you can be, in my opinion, everyone can define loyalty, I guess, their own way, but you can be loyal to your wife and show up for her every single day, love her, you know, more than life itself and just want to get it in with someone else because you like the variety. I don't agree with that at all because think of it reverse. I mean, I know you said that it gets different for women, but I don't think it is. Like, I think like that mentality is like men get to do what they want and women don't. And, and like that, I, I don't agree with. So my question to you is, have you... Like, did you grow up in an environment where like men cheated like and got away with it? Or like, what about like the men in your life, like the father figures in your life? Like, did they, did they do that? Like, well, I want to, so I will tell you a little bit about my personal life since you asked, but I don't personally think, I I do think there's two things to unpack, right? Because the first point of what you said was you think that men are getting away with something that women can't get away with. I'm arguing that biologically we're not the same right? So a man has certain sexual needs and urges that I don't believe women do because men think about sex 250 times more than women do a day. And that's not because women are choosing not to think about it. It's just because we don't think about it that much. And yes, there's going to be that one girl who's like, I, I masturbate three times a day and I think about sex all, all damn day. Of course, there's that one person, right? But again, it's it's going against our nature. And it again, comes back to the fact that for men, you know, they... Uh, if you, if you go back centuries, it's, you know, tribal era, they're hardwired to spread their seed. Women can't do that because we have to hold children or like, you know, again, I'm talking about, I'm talking about like, uh, women in a, in a more primitive state, right? Not obviously modern women, but if a woman has to bear, you know, hold a child and then bear a child and and raise children, she's not going to have the same freedom to go out and sleep with as many men as she wants without any potential threat to her body, right? Because if a woman goes out and sleeps with 10 dudes, she could actually get pregnant. Whereas if a man, man and, and have to, you know, bear the responsibility of that child for the rest of her life, whereas if a man does that, he can walk away at any point, right? He doesn't have to have that, you know, you already know this stuff. So it's, I think not the same for men and women for that very, very primitive biological reason. Um, And again, I'm not saying that men should go out and cheat. I'm just saying that I think it's naive to expect the same from men as we do from ourselves as women or reprimand something that in my opinion is just biological. And I'm not suggesting that there shouldn't be consequences, right? It, It, you know, some people are religious and they truly think, um, and believe in, you know, a, a different degree of uh, commitment, right? Whereas other people maybe who are more liberal when it comes to how they view marriage aren't um, or relationships. So I, it is definitely dependent on the individual. But again, I do think that biology and statistics support the fact that men and women are not the same. 
um, they are different and we can have equal. I, I consider myself, there are four waves of feminism. In my opinion, you know, the road, I always say the road to hell is paved with good intention. And I'm not saying that feminism has brought us to some kind of, you know, hell by any means, but I use that analogy more to show that with the good comes the bad, right? I went to an all girls boarding school. I'm a girl's girl through and through, you know, part of the reason why I'm a dating coach is I just love helping people. And, and I truly believe if you can understand the why, then you can solve the what. However, um, with that, I've also, I've also been able to kind of see that feminism in its more fourth wave, which is kind of the era that we're living in now has I think disillusioned a lot of people into thinking that men and women are equal in every sense of the word. For me, equality is equal opportunity. You know, as in if I'm uh, working a corporate job the same as a man, then I want to be making penny for penny the same amount of money as he is for the same amount of work, right? Um, that's my personal, when I think about feminism and equality, that's how I view it. I don't view it as, you know, women should be asking men out on dates and courting men and all of that, because in my opinion, it is actually a slap in the face to a lot of women who do have higher stakes and again, a different set of things that they have to go through in life that men just do not. Speaking of the fact that it's Father's Day, no one on this earth loves desserts more than my father. He actually has a dessert for breakfast, lunch, and dinner and a snack during the day. And one of his favorite companies is Milk Bar. If you haven't had a Milk Bar cake, you need to. There's a reason that Chef's Table did a whole dessert episode on Christina Tosi. She's a James Beard award-winning chef. And she opened the first Milk Bar in 2008. And ever since, she's been crushing the dessert game with her birthday cake, which I just mentioned, just mentioned the compost cookie, the milk bar pie that has like, oh, the most amazing toasted oat crunch with gooey butter filling. She also has new strawberry shortcake and cake truffles. The cake truffles actually taste like a party in your mouth and they offer fast, even overnight nationwide delivery. So you got to do it. I mean, especially if some birthday is coming up or if you just want to celebrate the 4th of July, which is coming up, Milk Bar is always a good idea. It's also a great idea for a gift for your significant other's family when you're going to stay with them this summer or just, you know, for yourself because you don't need an excuse to have a cake. You really don't. Milk Bar has a special limited time offer right now. If you order $50 or more from milkbarstore.com slash Acme, you'll get $10 off of any order. So that's $10 off of an order of $50 or more by going to milkbarstore slash Acme. That's milkbarstore slash Acme. Check it out. Let them know we sent you and that you love the podcast and I love Milk Bar. I like appreciate all of that. Mm -hmm. And that's, I do find that all very interesting, but I want to go back to the question of like, what men were you surrounded by mm -hmm. in your life that like confirm this theory? So, so my parents are divorced. Mm -hmm. um, they divorced when I was less than a year old. Both my parents are immigrants. 
my uh, dad remarried, my mom remarried as well. So I was kind of brought up in a blended household. I was also raised by my grandparents who were married for, are still married to this day. I think it's been over 60 years. My grandmother got married at 18. They're from Czech Republic and they immigrated to Canada as refugees. And um, I was exposed to uh, what, in my opinion, was um, a really solid relationship. And I think one of the things that always stuck with me, I asked my grandmother years ago, what's the key to a good marriage? I don't even know why I asked her that, but I did. And she was like compromise. And she said, one of the reasons why a lot of relationships fail nowadays is young people don't want to compromise. Right. Which is true. I, I told you when we started this conversation, why am I single? I'm not ready to compromise right now. Right. If I was ready to compromise my lifestyle and my personal goals, I'd be in a relationship. But I'm choosing to be selfish at this moment in time. And I think what happens in a lot of marriages is people get married because they feel social pressure. And then they wake up one day and they say, oh, I actually wasn't selfish when I was young. And I kind of want to live out those dreams that I had for myself. I don't feel like my own individual person because I blended my life so soon. And then you've got a society basically empowering people to in the form of empowerment, how do I say it? Be selfish, right? It's it's self-love to be selfish, right? And so you end up with a lot more divorce. Um, and then of course, there's other reasons as well. That's just one of many, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with that. Definitely. I actually think there are a lot of things that you and I both are aligned on. Like, you know, the dating rules that I have. And also, I don't think that anyone should get married until they're like 30 plus in an ideal situation so that they have lived their life and like done the things that they want to do to be selfish. But I'm still not convinced that, you know, anybody should should turn the other cheek. And I find like, I feel like the message that you were sending and please like argue with me on this because I don't want to be right is like of a scarcity mindset for women is like a women should be afraid. Women should feel just so lucky if they're chosen at all by, you know, this high value partner and should just like be prepared because you will be cheated on for sure. And like, you'll have to turn the other cheek. Whereas like every relationship that I look up to in my life has zero cheating. And those are all relationships that have high value men in them. How do you know that? Because I like talk to them openly. But why would they tell you? Well, I'm positive. Like it's it's not the kind of thing that or maybe they don't know and that and that's why it's like if if your theory is true, right? But it's just like there's only one instance in which I know a couple where someone cheated and it was actually the wife and the husband took her back. But the yeah, I mean, every single couple I know, there's just there hasn't been cheating, and they're like the happiest couple ever. Well, have you? Okay, so what I gauged from that, and I will challenge you on this, is you cannot confirm that. You cannot. That's why you have websites like Ashley Madison that were so incredibly successful because these are people, and this is not just a couple, you know, here and there. This is like hundreds of thousands of people who want to have a happy marriage, don't want to break up their family, love their wives, but also recognize that 
they have other needs. And again, we can go into, if you really want to go into the underbelly of this, we can talk about the reasons why people cheat. We can talk by the, about the reasons why people cheat and stay married. There are lots of them. And again, I know this because I coach a lot of men who confide in me. I coach a lot of women who confide in me. I have so many people who DM me and just tell me their whole life story and then some. I also, you asked about my my personal family upbringing. Um, I come from a no bullshit family who pretty much will tell me, one of the reasons why you know I have this kind of tell it like it is, don't sugarcoat it approach to life and not everyone will like it, right? It will rub some people the wrong way is because I grew up, like I said, by immigrants who were really hard on me and were just like, Nellie, the world's not nice. This is what you can expect. And not all rainbows and, and you know, and roses. Um, and that sucked. Not going to lie. I, w- I wanted a warm hug and I got the kick in the ass. Um, but sometimes the kick in the ass is what you need to kind of walk in the light of the tr- truth. And I'm not saying that all men cheat. I'm not saying all high value men cheat. What I am saying, though, is the statistics and the numbers support the fact that a lot of them do. And mm-hmm. everyone wants to believe that they're the exception and not the rule, right? But that's why you have websites like Ashley Madison. In the case of, you know, for example, I could talk about why men cheat and then stay married. I've had so many men say, you know, I really wanted to make it work with my wife. But when we got married, I mean, again, not a lot of people are going to like this message, but I hope they hear me on it. Um, when we got married, she was, you know, size four and 10 years into the relationship, she's a size 12 and she's the mother of my children. I, you know, I don't want to break up our family because I want our kids to have a two parent household, but you know, I'm not attracted to her anymore. And you can go, you know, we can, we can debate, oh, well, should he just divorce her or should he stay with her? Or should he, you know, keep the family together? It's a complex issue, right? But I say to women too, it's like, imagine if your man just up and decided one day, I'm going to stop working. I'm going to, I'm going to stop going to my job because I want to, right? So it's like, if women want to say, well, I'm just going to stop putting in the work on myself to keep my man attracted to me. In my opinion, it goes hand in hand. Yes, men and women are not equal, but we both have different sets of things that drive us and attract us to one another. And where a lot of modern women get it wrong is they assume that men want the same things that they want. They assume that men, for example, are, you know, that their looks don't matter to men and by and large or feminine energy doesn't matter by and large, feminine energy and appearance are top of the list for a lot of men, right? You can have a PhD. I went to an Ivy League. I don't lead with that when it comes to dating because men don't care, you know? And a lot of the women who I coach are extremely successful. A lot of the women who follow me, successful, smart, self-made, boss babes, gorgeous even, you know, but they just don't have the feminine energy. And so they turn off men or they're defensive, or they assume that those things are enough, but they can neglect their appearance. And I say that it's a trade-off, you know? So if we want to talk about why certain people, again, cheat, but stay married or, you know, decide to cheat, there's also, there's so many different, that's one example. There's so many different reasons. Mm -hmm. I think it's naive to think that someone's just going to say, Hey, Lindsay, let me tell you this story about when I cheated on your aunt. You know, it's like... No, 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 of course. But I think that... I think that there's like different circles. Like I I think... I'll, I'll give it to you. Like what you're saying, I'm sure is true in some... In some like places and situations for sure. Like for example, there's like a guy, you know, in 
that my husband's friends with that like we we all know cheats, you know? Like there's, you know, there's always one of those. Having said that, the circles that I run with, right? Or like the family that I have and whatever it is, is just like not like that. However, I know like I could name a circle of guys in the city right now. I'm I'm based in New York City that I know for sure they will like call escorts and like, you know, have those nights together. But there's even a difference between calling an escort and having a quickie. Like, you know, okay, for What's example. What's the difference? Well, if you're hiring an escort, I mean, my point is there's a, it's a different type of cheating, right? I'm not saying that there's a difference in the fact that you're having sex with someone. I'm just saying that if you're hiring an escort, you're seeking out something. Whereas if you're kind of spur of the moment on a boy's trip, you know, there's a bachelorette party and it's like one drink, you know, and it's like a one and done one night stand. Actually, you know, 25% of men are more likely to have one night stands than women. And of all the divorces that are initiated, 70%, by the way, 70% of divorces are initiated by women of the divorces that are, and I think it's over, it's around 45 to 60%. It's always a fuzzy number of marriages result in divorce in America, right? There's a cultural component too. We're talking mostly North American, Western cultures here. We're not talking about other cultures, but you know, of those 45, 60%, 40% are due to infidelity. So you can say, and I am going to challenge you on this, Lindsay, you can say, oh, you know, mo- you know, it's just kind of a one and done here. Or most people aren't cheating. The statistics don't support that. They do not. And you're, I'm assuming, late 20s, early 30s. That's so nice uh, that you said late 20s. Um, 31. I, you, you look actually early 20s, but I had heard some of your podcasts before and I know you're married, so that's why. Um, so if I didn't sweet. know that, I would have said like 22 because you've been mm-hmm. off skin. Um, really nice. But uh, I know this is a podcast, but guys, she's great skin. Um, <laughs> but most infidelity happens actually over the age of 35. So a lot of people in your circle, you probably aren't privy to any of those cheating rumors because they're probably still in that honeymoon stage, right? Before kids, before all the ugly, the the ugly side of marriage kind of starts to to bloom. So it is different. And again, I'm only 26. So I can sit here and talk about this stuff only because I coach people who are, you know, up to 65, Um, My youngest client is 20. My oldest client is 65. But I have a huge portion of my followers who are in those kind of later 30s through 40s through 50s. And they tell me. And again, the statistics support it. And I also want to make reference to someone who did influence me, not a member of my family, um, but the late Kevin Samuels, who was an image consultant. I don't know if you're familiar with his... I'm not, no. He unfortunately passed away recently, but um, I was a huge fan of his because, like I said, I gravitate to the tell it like it is type of people, right? The Jillian Michaels, um, when it comes to fitness, the Kevin Samuels, and and he would sit and have conversations. His YouTube channel is still available, but he would have conversations with women and he'd break it down and it would surprise you how many people deal with this. And I don't know too much about your personal background. I've traveled the world and I have seen a lot of, you know, I've seen a lot of married men try to come on to me and my friends and, and not even just me. It's just, I, I've, I've been a bystander around this. And so 
I've seen it with my own eyes. It definitely is, you know, somewhat cultural. But again, the more resources a man has, the better looking he is, the more, you know, that's why I say high value, um, Mm. essentially, that a man is, the more options he's going to have. And the reason I brought those celebrities up on my Instagram is because... I think, first of all, it helps to have a point of reference everyone's familiar with, right? So when I talk about my family, or you talk about your family, I don't know your family, you don't know my family. It's kind of like, it's hard to really have that benchmark. But when you bring a celebrity who you're kind of privy to, and you're like, oh, I get that, it's easier to understand. When you talk about that friend of yours or a relative of yours who you knew the wife cheated... That, in my opinion, is irresponsible cheating. If you're creating drama or an embarrassment, like I said, fathering or mothering other children, bringing STDs, that is irresponsible cheating. I don't recommend cheating. But if you're going to cheat, if you're going to responsible, cheat, be responsible, be discreet. Like, you know, for the courtesy and respect, if any, for your family and those who have sure. So... We only have a few more minutes. So I want to get these last questions in. And so my question to you is, Nelly, so you meet someone, you think they're amazing, you want to be their girlfriend and and then eventually their wife. Mm -hmm. What are you going to do to avoid being cheated on? Mm -hmm. Well, just want to say there's nothing you can do to avoid being cheated on, whether you're a man or a woman, right? Again, everyone thinks they're the exception. I think for women, I always say it's best, in men too, actually, it's best to walk in the light of the truth. Self-awareness will set you free. And for a long time in my own life, I was not self-aware. And it's only been recently that I've recognized how valuable that can be. You know, I brought up image. I think if that was the case for me and this man presumably was high value, I would be trying to keep myself in the best physical shape I could. I would be maintaining my appearance. Um, but isn't and I that for you, not for them, you know? No, it's for them. This is the thing too. A lot of so women... So if it were up to you, you would be... Well, I keep myself... Whatever, like, you I, know? Yeah. So right now, you know, I work out two hours a day. I'm extremely big into fitness and health. Um, I do that for sure for my own vitality, immunity, and health. You know, I don't... I want to do everything I can to prevent aging and uh, disease. And I just, I like the feeling of feeling good. I don't even drink. I don't smoke. I, I'm super squeaky, squeaky, squeaky clean. My, my one big, my drug of choice is sugar. Um, that's my weak point. But anyways, um, I do that for myself, for my health, for sure. However, I can be just as healthy at a heavier weight, for example, right? I can be um, just as happy without having eyelashes on and hair extensions and right. I'm still the same Nelly with or without that women nowadays dress for other women or yeah, they, a lot of women dress for other women, right? I want to have, for example, I'm a big fan of Hermes bags. I have a couple of them. I know that when I buy those Hermes bags, I'm not buying them to impress men. Men don't know what a Birkin bag is. I don't care what handbag I have on my wrist. Well, I've women, actually taught my husband what a Birkin bag is on Christmas. Oh, well, now now he knows what to get you for Christmas. Um, <laughs> um, but continue. But, you know, that's not what attracts men to women, right? What attracts men to women is someone who looks healthy and fit, someone who takes care of themselves, right? And someone, yeah, I mean, it, you know, if I'm wearing a, a dress, it's... I like dresses. I'm a girly girl. But... I'm just as comfortable in a dress as I am in sweatpants. I'm not wearing sweatpants to attract men. So to kind of answer your question, yeah, I'm doing that for myself because I know, 
well, I'm doing that for my man, but again, I'm doing it for myself because I know if I do that for myself, the chances of him deviating as in having an affair and leaving me for another woman, which is again, different than having a one night stand, but being loyal to me is going to be far, far less, right? If I'm keeping myself, if I'm on my A game and I've got a sharp mind and a sharp body and I'm, you know, I'm really investing in myself that way. Again, I can't guarantee that he's not going to sleep with another woman, but is he going to leave me for another woman? That's a different, that's a different conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because again, you know, you want to, you want to, you want to be in demand yourself. And that's one of the ways that women can be in demand by men. And again, there are going to be a lot of people who don't like my answers because it doesn't, it's not delivered in a soft and, you know, it's not delivered in a soft way, but we can, you know, we can take two approaches. We can, you know, talk about what makes us feel good, or we can, again, walk in the light of the truth and have a reality check. And, you know, the statistics and, and if you talk to women who are older and have gone through divorce and are looking at their lives, they'll tell you, mm-hmm. I wish I'd done things different. So my last question is, what would you say to a woman? So I'm not, by the way, I'm not necessarily agreeing with you just so my That's followers okay. are, don't like think that I am. But let's say that I have this hot body, this, you know, sick personality. I'm doing all of the things to keep my quote unquote high value man. Okay. And he cheats on me anyway. Then what? Well, every situation is different first off. Um, And second of all, I want to just make one thing clear. The high value man is not the prize, right? So that I, I want to be like super crystal clear on that because I've noticed a couple of times throughout our conversation, you've kind of alluded to maybe this idea that, that, you know, we as women are lucky to get a high value man. No, that's not the case. But again, if you're going to, you know, if you're looking for a certain kind of um, lifestyle, a lot of women who are high value women themselves, right? Women who are high earners, who are smart, intelligent, if you ask them across the board what they're looking for, they want someone who's on their status or above as far as what their earning potential is and as far as what they bring to the table. You won't meet a lot of women who are like, you know what, I actually want to date a guy who's who's broke. There aren't a lot of women who, who, are, edu- who are college educated and high earners themselves who will give you that answer, right? Again, that's the ugly truth of the matter. There are some women who will date guys who are that, but again, we're talking about a certain type of woman um, and a certain type of man. So I just want to make that distinction. And it's again, not that you're lucky. It's just, it makes people, it makes a lot of women feel mm-hmm. somehow more complete as a couple when they have someone who's on their level or above, right? Sure. The second point of your question, what happens if he cheats? Again, it's situational. It depends on depends on the individual. It depends on what are you going, what age are you, right? Do you have kids? Do you not have kids? Where do you live? Do you have other suitors or, or not, right? Some women, you know, will choose to leave their husband if he had a one night stand and, you know, they'll file for divorce and, and they'll go through the motions. They'll feel great about that. That's okay. You know, again, people should do what makes them happy. I don't say that anyone should should do what I'm telling them to do. I'm just providing a different perspective um, mm-hmm. that isn't often discussed because we live in a society where we want to give a gold medal and cheerlead people who, you know, take make those types of decisions when sometimes those types of decisions actually get them into a worse position later on, right? If you can't support yourself as a woman because you've been out of a job for 20 years, 
I don't really see how that message is empowering women at the end of the day. And again, I don't, that's, if you want to talk about my, you know, in my personal experience, I decided to be selfish in my early twenties, right. By investing in a career, taking risks, you know, getting a master's degree, getting higher education. I did that because I want to set myself up. So if I'm ever in that position, I can walk away and I'll be just fine. Um, mm-hmm. Not all women can. Not all women are educated. Not all women, yeah. you know, do have a corporate background or even the skill set for one. So I don't want to paint a broad stroke. And I'm not also trying to sit here high and mighty and say, "Oh, look at me! I'm so fucking phenomenal." But what I am saying is, you know, every decision should be made. I think with careful consideration of what the possible outcomes are. And sometimes those outcomes, like I always say, the juice is not always worth the squeeze. And that's right. really just it. Yeah. Wow, that's a lot to take in. I'm gonna. I'm going to end before I ask you for your last kind of quote or piece of advice and where to find you. Um, My dad makes a speech at like, for example, okay, at my wedding, he made a speech and he said, the key to a successful marriage. And I I feel like you're going to love this. He said, Lisa and I, who's my mom, you know, have been married 35 years. He says, and the key to our marriage being successful is that I married my second wife first. Oh, that's cute. (laughs) So I feel like that goes a little bit with what you said. Um, And I just wanted to share that tidbit without kind of revealing, because there's so, there's so much, I mean, we could literally go on for two hours. I wish we could. Um, We might have to do a part two because there's a lot, a lot to unpack there. We didn't even get into like the whole blue collar thing, which I also Mm -hmm. want to unpack. And I didn't even tell you the fact that I brought this up at a dinner with three other couples and the man's opinion on it, which we're definitely going to have to do a part two there. Um, Do it. Elementally disagree. They all disagreed. Of course. They were like, it's actually, um, they were like the blue collar men are more likely to cheat. Anyway, perspective on that too, but yeah. (laughs) Can you leave us with a quote or piece of advice and tell us where to find you? Absolutely. Which I just want to quickly mention, as you were telling me that quote that your dad said, I used to, when I was like, just kind of dicking around on these on dating apps, my bio was always, I'm looking for my future (laughs) ex-husband. I love that. Um, But that's not the advice. Yeah. So my advice is self-awareness will set you free. And whatever you believe you can become. I truly believe in the power of manifestation. I have a whole course dedicated to how to manifest Mr. Right if you're looking for a high value man. And anyone who's listening can find that on ask-nelly.co. Link is in my Instagram and TikTok bio, which is at ask.nelly. So yeah, this was so much fun. Awesome. Thank you, Nelly. (laughs) Thanks, Lindsay. 